This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. Hey, I'm Delta Work, and it's time for another episode of Very Delta. Get ready, because my extra special guest and friend is the author of a brand new book called Chicano Bakes, Ready for the Holidays. The one and only Esteban Castillo is here. But first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. M. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look beautiful, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who keeps a spare sweater set under the passenger seat. Today's show is cooking with gas, but first, I want to talk about a few things that are Very Delta. I just want to know why everybody's making fun of Madonna and Cher on TikTok. First of all, why is, why is anyone surprised that Cher has a young boyfriend? Cher has spent her entire life publicly saying to people, I take young lovers. I like a young lover. That's what I do. I do not spend time with men to buy me things or to elevate my career or to do anything other than that. Back in the back in the 80s, late 80s, early 90s, she was with Rob Camaletti, who was called the Bagel Boy. And everyone was like, oh, my God, I'm so surprised. I'm so surprised. What are you surprised for? Why are you shocked that a woman is like, hi, I want to get fucked by somebody young. I like it. And they like me. And we're getting down for whatever reason, whether it's financial or whether it's just because that person likes one another. It's none of anyone's business. Why? How How can you, in one hand, go, oh, we shouldn't attack women. We shouldn't do this to women. We should support women. But on the same hand, like, go over and be like, girl, I'm so surprised. I can't believe you're surprised. First of all, she didn't explain anything to anyone and she shouldn't have to. She just said, Here's my young lover. And now she has another new young lover, supposed young lover. We don't know what they're doing. But even if they are, 
I don't know why it's a surprise or the business of anyone. And then on top of that, Madonna, people are critiquing her, talking about her plastic surgery that she had done. Many of us grew up with Madonna. I grew up with Madonna, like, you know, coming out with Lucky Star and 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 songs like, you know, I'm talking about like the early 80s, like burning up. And then we, we, we've we watched her progress her whole life. This is our now first time, you know, We've we never knew coming up as kids that we were going to see somebody then sort of get into these other ages where we expected them to look a certain way. We expect them to be in sweater sets. We expect them to be wearing a certain kind of perfume. We expect them to tone it down. Don't be like that. What is there to tone down? Like Madonna created the theater for everything that's happening right now. Madonna created that, created the entire set, created the the rules and the adjacencies and what everyone's supposed to do. And now that she's older and she's getting surgeries done to look, and I think she looks fantastic. And people are like, oh my God, she shouldn't look that way. She's done too much. What's too much? What's too much when you're a gazillionaire and you've always been known for doing things that that are controversial? When the Catholic Church came after Madonna and she was like, all right, well, I made a piece of art. And you don't like it. Fuck off. Like, then don't like it. But what? how, how are people saying, oh, I just, I, I oh, you, you've done too much. It's, it's just too much. Well, what's too much? Because I grew up with women being told that after 40, they had to cut their hair and it had to be short and blonde. Like, that was the thing. You just got to go blonder and lighter. Nobody likes women with dark hair. That just doesn't look young. Why do you have to look young? Why do you have to look old? Why can't you look the way you want to look? If Madonna, people, and then throwing these sort of slurs around like they're appropriate or like people, I've seen people say things like as if it's negative. They've said, oh, she now looks like she's another ethnic group. She looks, uh, she looks Asian or she looks this way because she had a lift on her eyes as if it's an insult. Like then you're now incorporating other things. Oh, I can't believe you look, you look this way. Why would you want to look that way? Well, why wouldn't you? Why, what, what, what's, why wouldn't you want to look like you have a beautiful lift to your eyes or uh, pale, uh, you know, smooth skin? Uh, I don't understand what the issue is with what Madonna is doing or what Cher is doing as people who are viable and important, especially to the queer community, the LGBTQIA plus community, who have always included uh, everyone under that umbrella. Suddenly it's like, they have to be torn apart because they're on TikTok dancing or twerking. So what? Everybody else is doing it. Why are they not allowed to do it? So younger people are allowed to go on and make fools of themselves. And then somebody else sees, oh, there's a viral thing, a viral dance. I want to do it too. I love this song. And then all of a sudden they're like bad or need to be like, uh, they, they need to be uh, ostracized or they need to be made fun of for, for wanting to dance or wanting to say, oh, I'm going to have great sex. I love it. Like, I have a young boyfriend. That's wonderful. What is, where have we gone that the same people that are saying, oh, we got to protect Britney. We got to protect Britney. We, you know, and then once Britney's uh, out, it's like, oh, we don't have that conversation anymore. Now we have to attack Madonna. Uh, is she okay? Is she ill? What's wrong with her? Like, does she aware? Baby, she's aware. She's viable, sexual, sensual, professional important, uh, uh, landmark, legendary, groundbreaking. Cher is the same thing. These women are so important to us. 
but you're what because they're not dressed like Betty White was like that. That's not the same thing. I don't get why there's a rule after a certain age. You have to behave this way. We don't we don't want any more of that. Stop getting on TikTok and telling everybody you shouldn't be enjoying your life. Only we can enjoy our life because we're young and we're on TikTok or uh, you're old. So you have to be on Facebook or you're only advertising. So you need to be on Twitter. Like it's just so bizarre to me that everyone is really tearing apart these two women that literally have done nothing but it just include everyone in the conversation. And suddenly, because they're doing things that you're not doing, or maybe you want to do, all of a sudden they're gross or bad. Get the fuck out of here with that. That is so late. That just, that gets under my skin all day long. <sighs> do you want to see me take a break? I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek, and professional. I love to shop online and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders, you can have an online store, you can sell your products directly on your site, and they offer amazing analytics too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. We are back. I am so excited to introduce my next guest, who I've been waiting forever to have here on the couch. I adore him. I love him. I love everything about him. This is the author of two books, a brand new one that just came out for the holiday season. Please show your love to the one and only Esteban Castillo. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hola. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. I'm, the, this I'm is like, so excited. I feel like you've been asking me for like what feels like forever it is. to come on. It is. And I appreciate you being here because you don't live right up the street. No, I live in Fresno, which yeah. is in the middle of nowhere. So, so you I'm made it a so point happy. to come here just for this. Just for you. I appreciate it. I appreciate <laughs> it. This is like my favorite time of year. Anytime after, like when summer is over, Halloween comes, but then the holidays. And you have now your second book yes. out. It's called Chicano Bakes. 
Yep. And it just literally came out like a couple of weeks ago. And it's something that I've been working on for what feels like forever. Uh-huh. <clears throat> um, and to have it finally in my hands is just, it feels so special. And I'm so excited that I got to share a copy with you. The thing with these, with both books, because this is your first book. This is the first one. And when did this one come out? This one came literally came out during the pandemic. Okay. Um, I wrapped up in March of 2020, and it was published uh, June 30th, 2020. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of a really crazy and chaotic time for everybody. Um, not only was the book published in 2020, but I had also just purchased a house. I had moved. Um, I had just come out to my dad. I had just turned 30. And so it was was a really monumental year for me. Mm-hmm. And what's really special about the first book is that it basically led to the idea of Chicano Bakes um, because a traditional um, a book tour wasn't going to be possible because everything was literally locked down. Um, I decided to launch a series of online cooking classes. Right. And so through that, people would ask me for recipes for conchas or marranitos, all of these different things that I grew up with because everybody was baking at the time. And so I did a couple, I did some research and I realized that the resources for the things that my community wanted to make just really weren't out there. And so right. I approached my publisher and I was like, hey, I'd love to write a cookbook that really just uh, uplifts and really centers Mexican pastries. And um, uh, they were all for it. And I was like, I, you know, I get, I need to start working on it. Yeah. When did you become interested in cooking? I mean, this is, is this a lifelong thing? I started when I was in college. Okay. Um, I grew up in Southern California in Santana. And I was there for 18 years and moving away for college was like my first time leaving home. Um, And I did my undergrad at Humboldt State. Um, And so when I got there, it was like a huge culture shock because (laughs) the number of Mexican restaurants in that town, I could probably count in one hand, you know. And so like the things that I was used to that were always within an arm's reach um, were no longer available to me. And so I started giving my mom a call and asking her for recipes. And she would say, Ay, mijo, échale tantito de esto, tantito del otro, or add a little bit of this, or add a little bit of that. And it just left me with even more questions than I had, you know, started with. And so I started just getting into the kitchen, and I remember the first thing I ever made was um, chiles rellenos. Uh And I got into the kitchen that evening, and I realized that I was going on autopilot the the same way that my mom always does. And the more that I really put my hands to work, the more I realized that I had absorbed so much knowledge as a kid. Because um, as a kid um, with two um, undocumented parents, they always sent me to Mexico whenever they had the chance. And um, spending time with my mom's side of the family, you know, they've always cooked to earn a living. And so I didn't realize that I had absorbed so much knowledge as a kid from just being around it all the time. And so it was really in college where I realized that I loved cooking. I love that. I love that. <laughs> no, Mike, I keep looking at you because I thinking about like what your mom said about, you know, uh, when you make a recipe, you just kind of like 
we're so used to um, being able to not not always follow a recipe, but just kind of like cook with your heart. Yeah. And cook with like the ingredients maybe you have on yeah. hand and make something with that. Yeah. Um, even though you do outline in these books how to make something according to the recipe, do you always follow like exact recipes or do you like measure with your heart? I am that type of person where I need to understand what role each ingredient plays in the recipe. Okay. And so I do tend to follow recipes. Okay. <laughs> but if I'm cooking like with my mom, there was this one time where I was making pozole and she was also making pozole. Uh-huh. Um, and she kept wondering why I was adding certain things. And I remember it was pozole blanco that we were making. And so it's like the base is like garlic and onion and like uh, broth and then the hominy. And then I added a tiny little splash of vinegar. And she said, why are you adding vinegar? And I was like, well, I want to make sure that my flavors are balanced. And if you take a look, the broth is going to be really rich. Mm-hmm. So how do you lighten this up? You add a little bit of vinegar. Okay. And so I I tend to, I enjoy cooking from recipes and following them. Okay. So, <laughs> But like, I don't judge if you, do, if you don't. <laughs> so what about like, do you ever see uh, celebrities that say like, I know how to make pozole. And they're like, this is how you make real Mexican pozole. And they put honey in it. Like, what do you- Let's I mean, read Rachel. <laughs> I'm going to want to point any fingers. I don't know who your celebrity chef friends are, but I mean, you see stuff like that or people yeah. are like, this is a true authentic Mexican corn salad. And, and it, you're like, is it? It starts to become a problem for people like me because, um, you know, talking about Amazon reviews, uh, when the first book came out, I there was one review specifically that really stood out to me. And I try not to let these things bother me. But mm-hmm. when someone tells you that the recipes are really basic and that they're from the school of Rick Bayless and Rachel Ray, and so they're discrediting your work because they think that they're the standard. Right. It's it becomes kind of an issue, you know, and I think when we talk about celebrities um, like these people, you know, it 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 sort of feels like it waters down our work. Mm-hmm. And um, it also leads to this discussion of like authentic and what really is authentic. Right. You know, and so to her, I say. Pick up a book. Yeah. (laughs) And I hope it's fine. (laughs) I think it should be. I think it should be. Absolutely. What uh, would you say uh, is the difference from uh, from the first book to the second book as far as content? When I was writing Chicano Eats, I was writing it for my younger self. Um, I was writing to that Esteban that had just landed in college that was confused about where to start. And so I wrote this book um, with people like that in mind, you know, someone who's moved away from home, who also misses their parents cooking, who doesn't know where to start. And so I packed the book with so many different like staple recipes. You have like frijoles de la olla. I teach you how to make mole from scratch. You want to talk about basic? That is not basic. And um, I show you how to make three different types of pozole, red, white, green. Um, I show you how to make birria from scratch. Um, And then I also spend half of the book just, you know, doing fun things that I'm known for as Chicano Eats. As Chicano Eats, I get to take traditional 
um, Mexican ingredients and, you know, play around with them in non-traditional ways. I have like my champurrado chocolate sheet cake in here. Um, but even in Chicano Bakes, um, I do the same thing um, where half of the book is really spent on these traditional pastries like conchas, rebanadas, uh, marranitos, polvorones. But then I also have a lot of really fun recipes in here for like my horchata tiramisu, mm. uh, my café con leche flan. Um, I don't know if you ever had these little bars as a kid. Um, they're called barritas and they're these cook these uh, like r r long rectangle cookies mm -hmm. with the stripe of jam in the middle. Mm -hmm. I took that concept and I made it my own and I have these strawberry guava shortbread bars in here. They're just like so delicious. And so it's it, it really shows you a lot of traditional recipes, but then it also gives you these fun things that I'm known for where you get to let your hair down and just, you know, have fun. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. I I think I asked you this one time um on in like just a, a DM. But when I was a kid, the pink cookies from the bakery yes. always used to be super soft and doughy. And now I feel like no matter where I get them, they're crispy. Yeah. Is that because an ingredient has been like left out because of health reasons or it's Probably because they're using butter. And okay. this is what I tell people all the time because I it's it's probably the question that I get asked the most with Chicano Bakes. Can I use um, butter in place of shortening? And the answer is, of course you can, but just know that the outcome is going to be different because when we look at things like butter, it's a combination of fat and um, water right. and shortening is just 100% fat. So making that substitute is gonna change the, the, the texture of the cookie. So uh, for me, using shortening in the polvorones um, is, you know, is gonna make it true to that I, I don't mind eating it because I'm on a diet. <laughs> I want the pink cookie Neither do to I. be soft. I want it to be pliable. I want it to be like when I was a kid and I yeah. get it. I mean, not saying that like butter is so much healthier or whatever, but it's just an option. Yeah. As you said, it does make things like uh, it changes. It. You're like you're a scientist, not just a, a chef. Like, you know, I told you I need to understand why some yeah. of these things are in each recipe. That's what makes you so good at this. And I mean, when I look at the books, too, I even think like. Every aspect of the book just sitting on a counter. Like if you gifted that, not only is what's inside amazing, but it looks so beautiful in a kitchen. And that is so pretty. Both I have of to these tell books. you, when I was working as Chicano Eats, um, I'm known for this like really vibrant and colorful photography. Mm -hmm. It's the way that I get to infuse my queerness into my work. Yeah. And for I, I remember when I started in 2016, I got a bunch of, you know, dirty looks from other bloggers because I wasn't sticking to like that cookie cutter food styling where everything's like on a really nice white background or, you know, that like homey feel. And having the art background that I do, I was like, I need to make this a little bit more interesting for me if if I want to pour my energy into this because I launched Chicano Eats um, as a way to channel my creativity. I, mm -hmm. after college, I went into the workforce and I was doing marketing for this federal nonprofit and um, it, everything was just like very black and white and you couldn't really be creative. Mm -hmm. And so, Chicano Eats was like the way that I got to resolve that. And so um, Chicano Eats is very true to the aesthetic everybody knows me for. But when I was approaching the visuals for Chicano Bakes, 
I was in a totally different headspace. You know, mm-hmm. I had just come out. Um, the pen, you know, we were in the middle of a pandemic, and um, one of the things that I used to do in those online classes that I was teaching was I always had music mm-hmm. um, because it's like how I get through work, um, and so I always had disco playing in the background. And when I was thinking of the visuals, I was like, it would be really fun to just have fun with this book. You know, we've already seen how people style cookies and cakes, and that's just boring to me. And I was like, why don't I infuse my queerness through disco? Yeah. And really just get playful and have fun with this. I like hearing you talk about this because I know how proud you are of it and how proud <laughs> I am of it because Thank you. it really does speak to the colors and the uh, of not just um, the Chicano community but also the queer community it marries both of them and hearing you know, like hearing you speak about how proud you are without having to make uh, uh, you know a lot of times people will say like oh no it's not that it's that no you're proud of it yeah. and you wear it very very like you know shoulders back head yeah. up not a lot of people do that and that example that you said is really really important it, I love that I think it yeah I think it's really important and I just feel like Personally, there's not very many of us in in the industry. And so when I got to do when I got the opportunity to write this book, I was like, I want to make sure I stand out mm-hmm. um, whether people like it or not. I always approached my projects as am I going to be happy with it? Right. Because that's that's who I'm trying to please. I'm trying to please myself. And I am. I'm I'm so happy. And I just I just love how playful it is. It's gorgeous. It's so beautiful. I mean, really looking at like when you open the book, it's like a party is happening. Yeah. A party is happening. There um, was there was one shot in particular that I just love. I had found these like acrylic hands uh-huh. um, because sometimes I do some hand modeling for my husband where like I have to hold something for him. Um, and so I was like, it would be really funny to incorporate the acrylic hands and like yeah. holding the tortillas because as a kid, like the tortillas would come off the, the comal and so they'd still be steaming and we'd like roll them up and like pretend like they were cigarettes. Yeah. And I was like, that is a perfect shot for this. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> um, can you, would you mind doing some yeah. hand modeling for us here? <laughs> we have a segment that wait. We... How... I need some pointers from you. Well, you have because to because like, you are spread, the ultimate. You have to sort of spread your fingers out a bit, right? Yeah. So people can see all of your fingers. And the best way for you to do this is we have a segment called uh, what do we call it, Mark? We call it Yas yes. Gourd. <laughs> you have to pick your favorite gourd here. Uh, so there's a few here, and you can take one and hand model with it. Ooh. So so pick huh. the one you think is interesting. I always think of gourd. I, I don't know. Ooh. I mean, are all gourds edible? Um, Not all of them. No? Not all of them. So how do you hand model one. with that? I would probably... It depends. I Which one's that... my camera? Well, you have your rings on. Your rings add to it as well. Oh, yes. So you so, want them to see that. Yeah. I. Can you hold it up and just go, yeah, score? Yeah, score. <laughs> See that? Yeah. Whenever I'm like hand modeling for my husband, I need to, I always have to make sure that I'm not making claws. Right. Because then that like detracts from the food. Right. So I don't know. And and why that board? Ooh, it, you know, it's probably because Jujubee picked 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 it. It reminds me of my uncle. And yeah. it reminds me of her. Really? <laughs> yeah. That one. It. it uh, I, I've known Juju a long time, and it's. Uh, 
It does, that one, does, that shape doesn't remind me of Jujube. <laughs> there would be a stubbier one, I think. Oh my God. <laughs> I yes, love it. Stores. Let's take a break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. And we are back. We're back with my extra special guest who has a brand new book out called <laughs> Chicano Bakes. You will want to get into this book. It is absolutely gorgeous. And this is his second book. Um, Esteban, tell me about the holidays. How do you how do you, what do you celebrate want to know? the holidays? Or do you? I do. Um, the fall is like my favorite season, um, especially going into the winter because it means that Christmas is coming. Mm-hmm. And I love decorating. I love, I feel like last year we had the tree up for about half of the year mm-hmm. because we had little disco balls, we had the tinsel, and I was just like, yes, I love this. Um, but Christmas time means that the males are just around the corner. Right. And so, yeah, the Christmas is just like one of my favorite times of the year. How do you, like, if you're going to have tamales at someone's house, how do you like to have them? Like, what will you what will you want? Like, do you want rice and beans? Do you not want that? Uh, I do. I, know how I, I want like them. I want the rice and beans, but then I also want like crema mexicana on them. Okay. Maybe a little bit of shredded lettuce. I don't okay. know. Um, some queso cotija and maybe like salsa. Okay. I need to I need to have them like dressed up. Okay. Unless like if I'm on the go, then I'll just eat them by themselves. But oh, I like them like dressed up. Okay. So I don't know why it's always been this way in my family <laughs> and all the families I know. Maybe it's just us, <laughs> but I don't know why we always have like if it, especially like on Christmas Eve. So we'll have um, we'll have uh, tamales all all out like in crock pots or whatever, like being heated up with like the coffee cup in the middle to like steam them. The steam, yeah. And then there's always rice, but then we always have like beans, like like whole beans. We we don't really have refried beans. Yeah. So we'll have whole beans Pretty with like a, yeah. like a like a like a ham hock or something in it. Oh yeah. Okay. But then there's always <laughs> potato salad. What's wrong with that? Why? But where does that come from? Like where I don't th- know. And that's it's it's a thing. It's a thing because a I thing. tell I tell my husband all the time. I'm like I always used to love having my aunt's like egg salad she would have like the egg salad with a bunch of like black pepper on it yeah and then she would also have like the potato salad so it's definitely a thing right (laughs) and i've told people before too like when i'm eating a plate like that like i'm gonna need like 
I'm going to need like chips or something as yes. like, as to pick it up. I don't want a utensil. That's like that's a down. Yeah, like, that's a down. I feel like it has to be like a Chicano thing because she yeah. is like Chicana down. Right. And so yeah, it's got to be something in there. And everyone's like, you don't necessarily sitting at a table either. You're like sitting on some chair with yeah. like a plate um, balancing on your knees. Yes. Yes. <laughs> If Starbucks was going to introduce a sugar-free syrup and they could only pick, it's gonna be the abuelita or Ibarra. Which one do you have to pick? It's gonna be Ibarra. Somebody else. I asked somebody else a similar question. I was like, "Oh, do you love abuelita?" And they were like, "Well, if I had to pick, I'd pick Ibarra." Yeah. But they're like, "I'll drink abuelita, but I would have yeah. to pick Ibarra." It's always gonna be Ibarra. Right? How come they don't have something like that at Starbucks? That's a good question. Let's ask them. Yeah, they should. They have. They got rid of the cinnamon dolce sugar-free a long time ago. Yeah. So they only have vanilla. But like, I mean, come on, how imaginative is their vanilla? I want to know, though, like, what do you like to cook? Well, I mean, I like to cook everything. I don't, I'm not going to say that I do it well, but I like to cook I'm sure everything. You're good. I, you know, I, I wish I could say that I um, like had signature recipes. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I like ever really get asked to bring to like family gatherings or whatever um, are usually beans. Yeah. So like. And that's literally what. I know you were talking about your charro beans Uh a while ago, and I was like, I know we'd be friends because if she makes really good charro beans, it's my favorite. Then, yeah, it's my favorite. (laughs) I I love it. I love. I but see, my other thing too is that because um, whenever we're going to a family gathering, it's a lot of people. Yes, I only know how to make in quantity. So whenever (laughs) I go to the store and I'm like, oh, we're just gonna make some for the house. I always think like, is that going to be enough chorizo? Is that going to be enough ground beef? <laughs> yes. Like, you know what I mean? Because then you don't want to make it and then have enough for everybody yes. and go, oh, I wish we had more. Because you always want more. Yes. Like a leftover something. Someone has to have the little Tupperware afterwards. Yes. 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 You have to make enough. <laughs> but I do, um, I like tamales. I love tamales, tamales are my favorite. My favorite thing. I, um, I mean, obviously you can eat them year round, but I feel like. As soon as it starts to get cold, you think of that yes. as the go-to food. Uh, I like to have alvondigas. I like to have pozole. Um, as far as uh, tamales go for me, like, I think maybe one time in my life I had a tamale that I didn't like. Oh, my gosh. But I like, I mean, it's like kind of in the way I look at pizza. Like, even if it's bad pizza, I'm like, it's, it's still, still kind of good. Yes. So, like, I can taste something and go, ooh, this is dry or this is mealy or they didn't use enough of this or yeah. that. Um, but I was talking about earlier, I love what we used to call duds, which were just uh, just masa. Just masa. Like steamed. Yeah, steamed masa. Nothing else in there. And I will eat that. Like, it's a, a favorite tamale. It doesn't have to have any meat, any cheese, nothing. I mean, it's probably because the masa is already seasoned really well, right. you know? Right. So it's going to have some good flavor. I think so. Now, yeah. are you a fan of sweet tamales? I am. Oh, my gosh. I am. What's your favorite? Um, I love fresa. <laughs> I, I like uh, anything that has, like, raisins in it. Yes. So I definitely, I'm a huge raisin fan. Like, do you remember the chocolate candy called Chunky? No. So it's chunky is like a square and it has raisins <laughs> and peanuts in it. So I've, I've never had, obviously, a tamale yeah. with peanuts in it. But um, but raisins, cinnamon, so I do love you, piña. Wait, do you like um, oatmeal cookies on? I love oh oatmeal Oh my gosh. Cookies. I, I love them too. That's probably my number one cookie is an oatmeal cookie. And people always say chocolate chip. My number one's an oatmeal <laughs> and then a peanut butter and then like a chocolate chip. 
Peanut butter is like up there for me, but it has to have like a certain consistency. Mm-hmm. Like if they're snappy, they, it needs to be like a soft, chewy peanut right. butter cookie. But yes. did you ever have Mrs. Fields? Yes. Sometimes they tasted Where raw. Where are they? I don't think they're like, around. <sighs> Once upon a time, there used to be one across the street from Rage Nightclub in West Hollywood <laughs> for years and it would stay open late. But sometimes there's where they were raw in the middle. Like did they rush? You think they just rushed I that? I like that. You like that? I like that. Do you eat cookie dough? <laughs> Not cookie dough, but like I like a soft baked cookie. Like There's like soft. only certain cookies that I like when they're like really nice and crispy and like crunchy. But for the most part, I like a like a nice underbaked cookie. Yeah. So um, I do have a recipe that uh, that I don't share with everyone. Are you going to share it with me? Though? Oh, I'm going to share it with you. Thank yes, you. Yes, absolutely. Because <laughs> I want you know I want a fair critique. I want someone who knows to say. I yeah. understand what you're doing here, but this is how this is what's good, and maybe this is what you can improve upon. Yeah. Um, I mean, clearly, I've gone through the books, <laughs> but um, you know, my family does like an assembly line. Yeah, so I everyone... mean, yeah, my family too. Yeah, it takes a village. Well, I'm gonna put some of my uh, my ingredients. I have a few of them here. Of course, there's some secrets that I can't that are in Uh-oh. some of the some of the seasonings. We're gonna start here. Okay, so this is gonna go um, into the oven. You go ahead and just put this in whole, just like that. And uh, we can go ahead and set that. And that's going to cook for a minute. And that's long. That's long enough. That's how long that cooks. <laughs> so that part's already warmed up. That's uh, you need to start there. You know what I mean? Um, and then I like to layer some seasoning as well from the same I love brand. I this recipe already. Isn't it? It's easy. <laughs> it's easy. It's modern. Um, I don't like to gentrify anything. Yeah. We're going to put that in the oven as well. Um, there that goes. And you can put that in. I would say when you put that in, I like to put it on popcorn poultry. <laughs> I love when that. When I put it in, I do. Um, and because what that does is it warms it, but it defrosts it at the same time. Oh, I love that. Sometimes that that spice, even though it is hot, it's icy. And so when I put it That's in there, so interesting. it knocks that off a little oh bit. My gosh. You know what I mean? Um, kind of like whenever I make my, my famous chili, <laughs> um, when I do my famous chili, I put um, peppermint icebreaker gum in it. I love that. So you get and, a little bit of, of like that hot and uh, cold. Yeah. <laughs> Um, then you're going to use this. I mean, is this it? is truly the flavor of oh, Mexico. Yeah. If you did not know, um, really, um, Albers enriched um, yellow cornmeal. This is the brand that's really going. This is the this is the oro right here, as they call it. And this will really keep you authentic. Now, is that like grits? This is grits. Uh, you can use grits in your tamales. I love that. You put that. that in there. This one I do like to do um, as beverage. Uh, you can do beverage keep warm because um, uh, really this one is open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Some people like it a little more mealy. Some people like it a little more liquidy. I like it um, a little more icy. You like it more icy? Yeah. Then this is the perfect time for those um, icebreakers. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you can do is you can actually... Um, Get uh, uh, a mocajete and you oh, can yes. put in. You're going to crush them up. Not the gum, but the actual Yeah. One. Yeah. And you <laughs> grind those in there, throw it in there. That's long enough for that, I think. Uh, let's take that out. And then, um, really, um, we like to grow our own uh, our own vegetables and we like to have mm-hmm. our own I mean, livestock. Yeah, I see your own little farm right here. All of these. Um, this is... <laughs> <laughs> a real gourd as well. Yes, um, gourd. 
But what I like to use, um, really what the ancestors used, um, was uh, 93% lean ground beef in your tamales. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what you will really want to use. Um, again, this one's frozen. So in order to even start anything. Is it gonna, organic? Well, we're going to put frozen entree. Frozen entree and frozen vegetable. <laughs> if you do both of them, it's more of a balance as well. Mm -hmm. I, I could hit defrost, but I want to get start cooking. Yeah. I've had you here long enough. We need to start cooking. Yeah, we got to get to you it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so um, this unit, uh, the reason it looks so big is because it's a, it's a prototype. And um, it it's, cooks everything very, very quickly. Yeah, it's almost so, like a convection oven. You see it. You see yeah. it, right? <laughs> That's already cooked. That's fast enough for that. And really, I think the magic uh, of a recipe like this is really a whole onion. Yeah, it already smells so good. You like smell it, it smells like my grandma's house. <laughs> a lot of people say that. It's not just my youth do perfume. Uh, which, by the way, what are you wearing that smells so oh good? Oh my gosh, I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah. I'm, I, I don't know if you've, have you ever smelled um, Tom Ford's Bitter Peach? Uh, I have not. Um, I brought it for you so you could smell it. I want to say, is this well, what you're wearing? Yes, I'm wearing a combination because I know that you might like to layer. So I was like, yeah. I need to layer two of my favorites. Um, this is Tom Ford's Bitter Peach. That's what you're wearing Ooh. right now. Let's smell what And you're I also like to layer this with Atelier's uh, Pamela Pardis. Um, they just. Oh, this is, this is gorgeous. This is what you're wearing. Yeah. yeah. This is like the most realistic, like, grapefruit smell. That yeah. I've these come smell. Across. Now you said you. Uh, not everyone knows you're gay. They they don't they don't. Know. They you, always you had ask. to come out recently. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. my dad. Everybody else knew, mm -hmm. but it was just like having that conversation. What was the giveaway? You think? Um, probably all of the purses falling out of my mouth. That all the time. Yeah. That could be it. Yeah. But you know, you can't label people. Um, <laughs> this actually. Um, the smell of onion is wonderful. Really good. I don't always love it when people fully smell like onion, but uh, it is natural in a way. And I mean, if it comes from the earth and it comes from your body, yeah. it's got to be good. I mean, sometimes it kind of smells like a carne asada. So like, I like that. I'm down. I like that. I mean, if people <laughs> smell like food, it's not so bad. Yeah. Um, this actually, we're going to do this on, um, I like to do this on softened fish. Yes. Um, because that would be like butter, uh, cre uh, creamers, also, um, what else is here? Butter, oh, like a cream cheese, yeah. but in a fishy way. Mm -hmm. uh, because that just adds to it. Remember you were talking about adding in ingredients that sort of yeah, balance everything Yeah, this is gonna out. balance everything out. This will balance yes. it, and also if you cook it the way that you cook fish, it yes. just does something. Yeah, I'm so excited, you guys. Those things are in there. The essence is brewing in here. Um, I really want you to taste this. Are you ready? Yes. I think you're going <laughs> to love it. I think you're going to love it. It's time for yes. Christmas. <laughs> okay, so you come on out of here. Now, conveniently, um, now my hands, I, I washed my hands yesterday, so there, I should be fine. Um, conveniently... I managed to make with that because I told you that there's ingredients that I can't tell everyone yeah. about. I'll share with you I didn't you get to see camera. those. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share them with you off camera. But um, I managed to make three different kinds. Oh, wow. Yeah, with those with those, with those ingredients. ingredients. That was yeah. like five of them. Well, the the beef only made it in one kind. Um, there's also a cheese, which I don't like to tell everybody exactly because you know you have a secret yeah, that you use in yours. Yeah, it's a secret. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to uh, offer you a fork. Thank you. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to just use this to take that off. 
Um, so that way my nails are not, you know, touching the actual food. I'm so hungry. Are you? Yeah. Um, let me ask you a question. Would you ever, like, have you ever have you ever worked in a corporate setting where you, like, have, like, a shared refrigerator? Yes. And do you bring your own lunch sometimes? Yeah. Um, I didn't because people would take bites out of other things. Right. I said yeah. I was going to ask you. Has that ever happened to you? It has. Yeah. So yeah. Ate your lunch or yeah. something. Yeah. What would be a lunch you would take, like, in, in if you had the time to take whatever lunch you wanted, like a breakfast sandwich? I or... used to take, I used to, this is back when I was, like, health conscious. Mm -hmm. um, I would take, like, uh, pork that I had grilled with, like, some rice and some beans mm -hmm. and, like, tortillas. Basically, carnitas. And people would just, like get into there you know get into yeah. my bags and they would just eat just take, yeah sometimes people just take one bite yeah and they just leave it and it's like <laughs> uh, where does that even who does that yeah who does that now i have to tell you i'm not particularly proud of the chicken there's a chicken one oh in no there. something happened with the masa because you can see the tamale shouldn't crumble like that yes it should not I think this has a, a far better consistency just from looking at it. Yeah. I don't I know think, if you at home can see I that. I feel like the chicken might have needed like an extra minute on the fish setting. Yeah. Yeah. I could see Maybe that. Maybe the potato setting. Fish, keep warm beverage. Yes. Um, I do think that the pork looks like it will be pretty good. I don't know. Um, your honest <clears throat> opinion. Just bite into any any of them that you that you think might okay. be interesting, even if it's the ugly one. Um, I'll do the ugly one. Okay. Ooh. Because maybe sometimes it's the, the flavors there, yeah. but the flavor know. does look like it's there, so we are going to take a bite. Okay, it might be okay. Yeah, the flavor's not there. I can tell. I'm getting that nice, like warm but sort of cool sensation. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah, it must have been those Mentos you were talking about. Uh huh. No, it was the icebreakers. Mm -hmm. It was the icebreakers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now what about so good. what about that one? This Would you one that one with the with the with the more it's more full bodied, I believe. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. This is a, this is a chef and a baker as well, a photographer, a model, a hand model, a mm -hmm. husband, mm -hmm. a disco uh, fanatic. You know what's great about this mm -hmm. is that I'm probably going to need a glass of water after this. Okay. Um, but the same thing happens at my mom's house, though. So. Mm -hmm. Do you drink Diet Coke? Um, I drink, I'm more of a vanilla Coke kind of girl. Oh, okay. But you're in the Coke family. I have this conspiracy that they changed their formula. Yeah, they did. Because it doesn't taste like vanilla. Okay. Do you drink cocktails? I know you do, because I've seen you make them. I do. I love a good cocktail. Have you ever had vanilla Diet Coke and Malibu rum? I haven't, but it sounds delicious. We used to call them Nillaboos. Ooh. Yeah, that's what we used to do. So, okay, the consistency's a little fucked up in that middle one. Yeah, I feel like it It just needed that one more minute on the potato setting. This one? Okay. What could save these? Um, maybe, all over again. Not in my Maybe like a, uh, just like a little bit of cheese. Cheese. A little crumbled cotija. Maybe a little bit of, yeah, just dress them up. Okay. Have you seen the TikToks of the white people chewing into the husk? Oh, no. They don't know. They don't know. Do they bite the... Are these the same people who bite a they taco take, in the middle? Yes. They take them. Um, they don't unwrap them. And it's just like you see them like biting into the tamal with the husk still on. And they're like, this isn't 
great. And yeah. I'm like, yes, Greg, this is because you have to. Well, you would think it would be a given at this point. Like, I understand not knowing other cultural food, but yeah. you would look at something and go, that's a wrapper. I'm yes. pretty sure that's a wrapper. <laughs> I think they were just doing that. Like, I think, I don't know. You know, people like They're to have to these cute. videos. Like, yeah, I don't know yes. what it is, but people are in, people are insane with making the content. And sometimes you're like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Let's take a break. And we are back. We are back. Um, you know, this is a portion of the podcast where people write in uh, letters, mm -hmm. sometimes asking for advice or just sharing like a viewpoint. Read me, Delta! And they've sent a couple, and I want you to answer them with me. If I'd you love will. to. Yeah, now, I'd love to. If they're too uncomfortable, <laughs> I love to give advice. You love to give advice, but you're a gentleman. I really, seriously, you're such a gentleman that whenever I'm around people that I think are like, you know, a lady or a gentleman or just a gentle person in general. I always feel uncomfortable because I'm like, you know, my 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 conversations always end up in the bathroom. No, and people I love are like, it. here we go again, and I'm like, I don't want to do this to this person. They're so. I really do. I I think that you're a very you're so sophisticated, and it's not everybody is that way. My husband will probably tell you otherwise. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, and that's the wonderful thing is that your husband is probably somebody obviously. Who knows you at your absolute worst, but yes. champions your absolute best. Because yes. he knows. You know what I mean? He knows how wonderful you are. Um, here's a piece of a letter that just says Delta. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That yeah, was quick. Do it however you want. Um, okay. So they sent this one uh, that says, I've been a fan of yours, Delta, for many years. Uh, and I'm a fan of the podcast. Honestly, I've always admired your candor, your honesty, your comedy. And it's been great to see you in your element week after week spilling some real tea. I'm curious on your thoughts and feelings around self-checkout. I think I want to see you go off with love. Very Jerry. I, like I want to see you go off, too. I mean, you know, I like I prefer self-checkout. Me, too. I, I prefer it. Um even if I have like a ton of stuff, but I'm also that person that goes to like when I go to Target, I come up slow and like kind of look around to see what's the shortest line. Is anyone in self-checkout? And also, I think people are under the impression impression that guest services is only for returns and they don't realize that it's also says up there, checkout and returns. Yes. I, I only exclusively use the self-checkout. Uh-huh. Because for some reason, the universe, whenever I do get seared into someone's checkout lane, it is the one that takes the longest yeah. time. I don't know what it is, but it will always just take forever. Yeah. So if I have the opportunity, I'm going to go for the self-checkout. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I wonder, too, um, when when you go these places, like, I wonder why people are afraid to uh, to get into, some people are afraid to get into self-checkout. I know, like... I don't know the most about technology. So I know there are older people or, uh, that maybe are like, oh, I'm afraid that it's going to take my information or it's going. And I get it. I do get that because I'm, mm -hmm. you know, a crabby old bitch myself. But I more than being crabby, I'm lazy. So I want to get in and out. Yeah. I don't want to sit around. It's not that difficult. I used to work at Fresh and Easy 
where all of the checkouts were self checkouts. Uh, <laughs> and I worked easy. at Target. And you and were so, fresh and easy. <laughs> and I was fresh and easy. <laughs> and still am. <laughs> Um, but it was just like, all you have to do is just push like two buttons and you're done. Yeah. Like you really are so difficult. But what about when you get to the self checkout and then they're like, you, you're like, you're scanning your things and then there's no bags. That literally happened to me last night. Yeah. And I'm like, just oh, like standing there, like looking around and there's like no one, like there's like no attendant. Right. I'm like, what am I, am I supposed to just like carry them and walk out? Yeah. And what about. <laughs> The, when there's like six, I don't know if you go to Walmart, but I, if you've ever been to Walmart and you go to their self-checkout, which is very comprehensive. There's lots of self-checkout, which I love. Lots of options to uh, for everyone to get through. But there's like 500 people that work in there. And, and when you need help, yeah, there's none around. Like fortunately where I go, I go to one in Whittier or Santa Fe Springs and there's like quite a few queer people that work at that mm-hmm. one. And so they're always super nice and on it and they know what's that. going on. But then there's always a few that just kind of look at you like, what? What do you want? Why do you want? I'm like, I don't know. Like, Yeah, I feel like we need more gays, more mm-hmm. queers in these spaces because if you need something done, you know that they're going to do it and they're going to do it very quickly. I also feel like I mean, if I have to scan this shit myself and like it doesn't have a code on it and I happen to pick up organic, I'm going to scan it as regular, not organic. I don't work here. I wasn't trained. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not my fault that you didn't train me. I'm just saying I know I'm going to have to ask somebody. I don't want them to have to take away from somebody else who has a problem. Listen, I love self-checkout. I love self-checkout. But when I go through that self-checkout, if it doesn't have a sticker on it and it's organic, I'm going to scan it as regular and that's just going to be the cost. I mean, that sounds reasonable. <laughs> but also talking about Walmart, why? what are these people looking at when they are checking your receipt? Um, I feel this is what I think. This is, I don't know, but I think that they maybe have a headset on and I think that their loss prevention while you're while they're doing that loss prevention is saying, no, that person's cool because maybe while you were shopping, they saw you like pick something up and then sort of maybe that's a way of stopping thievery huh i don't know but i will tell you this what you better not do at walmart you better not ever 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 think that you're going to get in front of one of their personal shoppers because baby they will take that rack and knock you the fuck over (laughs) they are like darling this is buffums darling i'm personal shopping darling they're gonna book it darling what are you doing darling and you're like oh i just wanted to get some top ramen and like uh, what Please move. I'm a personal shopper. There's one that lives in my building. Nicest guy ever. He doesn't do that. But I'm not saying everyone does it. I'm just saying 99.9% of the people that do this job are like, I don't know why you're in here shopping by yourself. You should have a personal shopper like me. I wonder if you have to tip them on like a, on the little thing, like sign in, like, you know, when you go places and they turn the iPad around and they're like, they're going to be asking you a question here at the bottom. Do you want 40 or 80% tip on uh, your $2 coffee? Yeah, I feel like everybody loves a little tip. I do, yeah. I'll, I'll, <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to do a little one, we might as well do a big one. Um, all right, another letter. Yes, Very Jerry. We love self-checkout. I love that your name is Very Jerry. I love that. Okay. Next letter. I'm keeping these in order, too. Ooh, this is a long one. 
Dear Delta, I pray my letter finds you well on this gorgeous autumn day. Recently, my 31-year-old adult sister adopted two orange tabby kittens, Bo and Beatrice, who are the most gorgeous shade of orange blossom and sweet cream. They are matched in beauty as well as personality. They are the sweetest beans ever and have truly been a welcome blessing in our lives. However, of late, they've somehow become angered at my sister and have begun angry pissing. It's been getting worse and worse to the point where she has to put a king-size waterproof mattress cover over her Ikea Navy trundle bed so she doesn't arrive home from work to a sopping wet pissy bed. She's confided in me that she woke up to Bo standing on top of her pissing directly onto her tummy whilst she lay sleeping. Well, this alarmed her, of course, causing her to roll sideways to the other side of her Ikea Navy trundle bed into a warm, greasy cat shit, fresh from Beatrice's bottom, hot and steamy on a pillow like Little Caesars. I heard her screams down from down the hall. I ran to her door asking her what the issue was. Too embarrassed to tell me the truth at first, she said she herself was sick and accidentally shat her bed. <laughs> what should she do? Sincerely, Bridget. My friends call me Midge. I mean, what would you do? You have cats? I have three dogs. You have three dogs. I'm allergic. I love cats, but I'm allergic. Okay. Um, but I've heard that cats sense danger and sense evil. Mm-hmm. So if they're acting out, right. maybe we need to look at the sister. I think so. I think so. I yeah, they're trying to tell her something. So right. let's look at the sister. Something they're responding to something in the environment. Yes. It's definitely environmental, or or uh, and when I say environmental, it could be that she's in the environment. Yeah, you know, uh, they're responding. They're saying something. Um, maybe take them to the vet and have this conversation with the vet. Maybe visit a cat whisperer. Yeah. That's an option. I would also suggest like a limpia. Mm-hmm. Like you know, yeah, grab you know, find a witch. Yeah, you you get a cleansing. Um, also, I mean, you know, back in the day, they used to get a pillowcase and they would just drop them in the river. Oh my gosh. I know. I wouldn't do Are that. Are we dropping the sister in the river? Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. I'm I don't want to do it, but I, you could, uh, they would do that with cats, but the cats aren't the issue. Um, yeah. your sister's the issue. And, um, I mean, I think you might want to wrap her up in the Navy duvet. Yeah. Yeah. And the stitch bed. that up with some, um, what are those zip ties? Yes. Uh-huh. And just push her off because she's causing a problem for these these two cats. Especially uh, if they're the orange tabby cats. I feel like those are like the sweetest ones. I have so, one. I let's have, look at the sister. I have an orange uh, tabby cat. He's a big boy. His name is Tango. Oh. And um, he's kind of a dum-dum a little bit. Like he's kind of like oafish. Mm-hmm. And I like that. And yeah, then our we girl cat that. is Cha-Cha. And she's black, a black cat, thin, super, super like shiny and green eyes. Mm-hmm. And she's very aloof. So whenever she's around, you can kind of see them having this conversation where he's like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, <laughs> she's like one of those personal shoppers at Walmart. She's just like, oh, it sounds like my oldest dog. She is a Basset Hound mix. Okay, love. And so she's just like so sweet, but there's never anything really just happening in that head. Okay. She's just... Yeah. <laughs> and the, what about the other two dogs? Um, the other one is a uh, cattle dog. So he is just like a raging bitch all the time. Okay. Um, and then the other one is a little pit mix. So he's just like really sweet, but scared of everything. Oh, so, yeah. How long have you had all these dogs? Um, the oldest is going on nine years old. Okay. Um, and then the other one's like four and three. I love that. Yeah. 
You know, I love I love my cats. I, I love my my cha cha and my tango. Are you all interested in seeing videos of my two uh, luxurious purebred cats from the ASPCA? Uh, if you are, send a message to uh, the Mom Podcasts uh, page or readmedelta at gmail.com. And maybe we could make it possible for you to see uh, my beauties in their everyday life uh, at the estate. Um, I, th- I think I think we've we've decided, Midge, that uh, your sister's the problem. Yeah. The cats are not the problem. Your sister's the problem. We both agree. Yeah. Um, you are a parent of three. I'm a parent of two. Um, and, and we know that, uh, that's what you have to do. You're going to have to get rid of your sister. Never speak to her again. Yeah. Um, maybe put her, what, what did it say? The Navy, the, her Navy trundle bed. Oh, so the blanket's not Navy. I think maybe we need to return the sister back to the ASPCA. Wait, what's, why, what, her sister has a trundle bed. Which one is that one? Isn't that like a little drawer underneath? Yeah. Oh, for like the storage? Oh, there's another bed. Well, who else? Who is? She's 31. Who's sleeping in the trundle bed with her? Did you ever see that? Ep- Did you ever watch the X Files? I didn't. No, okay, I was, was always too scared. Okay, there's an episode of the X Files called Home, mm-hmm. and it was all about incest, and it was about that these people were keeping their mother, these boys, generations of sons, were keeping their mother under a bed, uh. and she pulls out of the little trundle and she goes, "This is our home." <laughs> She says that and she's like all chewed up because she's like, she's like that. And she goes, this is our home. It sounds like the hills have eyes. I don't know. Somebody's living in the trundle bed. We have to ask that question too. Maybe that's why the cats are freaking out. Yeah. Somebody's under the bed. Maybe it's your life choices. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's their home. Not the whoever lives in the trundle. I don't know. It could, that, it could be. Um... I mean, this is it. This is what we did. We cooked. I, I had a blast. I had a blast. I'm really glad that I came. This is so fun. <laughs> this is so dumb and so silly. Um, thank you for being here. Yeah, you're so welcome. I mean, I really wanted to see you go off in person, and I'm so happy that I got to experience that. <laughs> well, we see, and that's the thing is we don't, I feel like people think that we're really going off, but like, I feel like I'm just sort of like. You're always spitting the truth. Well, you know what somebody called my friend Ty Blue said, you're my favorite hair splitter. And I was like, oh, that makes sense because there's not really that big of an issue happening. But somehow I managed to like split hairs on something where people are like, you know, this isn't a big deal, right? Like, you know, there's other shit going on. And I feel like it's conversations that everybody is having in their own heads. I hope so. And you are just the messenger. (laughs) <laughs> I'm, I'm a messenger. I'm going to put that on my my bio. A messenger, a prophetess. And I feel like more people have to pay attention to Delta and the things that she says, because I remember when I first started listening to Very That, you had mentioned your love for the Jack in a Box egg rolls. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I were like, we've never tried them. So mm-hmm. we went and we tried them. And now we have them religiously because of Aren't you. They good. They're so good. They're so good. But are you having them with teriyaki and ranch dressing? <sighs> Try it, please. We are Try going it, to please. be having them with the McDonald's sweet and sour. Now, the McDonald's sweet and sour is for sure the best. 
I like their sweet and sour. I want to thank you all for listening to Very Delta. You can now search for Very Delta on your podcast apps. We come out every Monday and we want you to subscribe to the Mom Podcast YouTube channel so you do not miss an episode. And also a special shout out to everyone watching the talk show on YouTube. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for the comments, the questions, the queries, and just supporting us, uh, especially those that pop on late at night when it comes out like at midnight and there's a chat on there. Sometimes I go on there and like, I'm on there talking and mm-hmm. I'm like, thanks guys. And like, no one's responding to me. And I'm like, and it says my name. Like they don't give a fuck. They should. How come you don't give a fuck when I'm in there trying to talk? <laughs> I don't understand. Like I'm trying to engage. That's fine. I see you. You can now search for very Delta on your podcast apps. We come out every Monday and find us here on the mom podcast, YouTube channel. And also where can people find you on social media? You can find me all across social media as at Chicano eats. Um, and if you'd like to, um, Go to my website, ChicanoEats.com. You'll find tons more uh, delicious recipes up there. Uh, My new cookbook, Chicano Bakes, is available anywhere books are sold. And I hope you guys pick up a copy. Yes, I love that. Uh, Also, you know what's very Delta? Subscribing to Mom Podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, you can send questions about driving gloves, lady fingers, cashmere sets, hanky codes. Do you know your hanky codes? Um... No, I don't. No, you don't. I, 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 I could tell you what yours are. Um, you can send all of those questions and queries to readmedelta at gmail.com. Also, you can follow me at Delta Work on Instagram. And we now have dedicated socials for the show at Very Delta on Instagram and TikTok for clips and updates. And join me next week right here. And until then, keep things very Delta. To listen to Very Delta one day early and ad-free, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcasts.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work and produced by Mark Jacobs. Engineered by Margot Padilla and editing by Doug Robertson. Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. 